The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had come out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who lived among the tombs. And no one could bind him any more, even with a chain. For he had often been bound with fetters and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the fetters he broke in pieces. And no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him eagerly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of swine was feeding on the hillside, and they begged him, Send us to the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them leave, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about two thousand, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to see Jesus, and they came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there clothed and in his right mind, the man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their neighborhood. And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. But he refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all men marveled. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the feast of St. John Bosco, uh, a saint particularly dear to my own family. I think I've told the sisters before, but my great-great-grandfather was an orphan in Italy, and he was actually raised by St. John Bosco. Um, and what St. Don Bosco would do when he would take in these orphan boys, and what he did with my grandfather, is he would teach them a trade so that they would have an occupation for their life. And one of the things that they used to do, and this is the route that my grandfather ended up, my great-great-grandfather ended up taking, was they used to build these big printing presses, and he would have one of the boys there for the whole assembly of the printing press so that he could learn how it worked, and he could also learn how to maintain it. And then um, what, he, what would happen is whoever bought the printing press would then also would be buying the apprentice, the one who had uh, been able to uh, know how to work it, how to operate it, and how to fix it if it broke. 
And so then what happened is the big printing press that my great-great-grandfather had trained with was bought by the Marion Hill missionaries in South Africa in the KwaZulu-Natal area. And so that's how my family ended up going to and being in South Africa. Um, but St. Don Bosco as well, so he's had a real influence on my own family life and my personal life, uh, but also his dreams. If you've ever re read through the dreams of St. Don Bosco, they're very powerful. And one of the dreams in particular, which I think applies to at least somewhat to today's gospel reading, one of the dreams he saw was uh, the church in a time of great turmoil. And so he had this uh, dream about a ship, the ship of the church, and uh, all of these other ships, which were the other churches that were all sinking, and uh, the one church that stayed afloat and the one to which all of the other boats were then seeking refuge was the Catholic Church. And the stability that was in the church came from, from what he saw were three pillars. And so what you had was uh, he had this beautiful image of the church and in the boat of the church stood the Pope and you had these two chains that went out from the boat of the church to these two pillars that stood in the ocean. And on top of these pillars, one pillar was Our Lady, and on the other pillar was a monstrance with the Blessed Sacrament. And so that was the stability then of the church, the Holy Father in the boat, and the church stabilized, if you will, uh, by Our Lady and by specifically the adoration of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And that always really struck me profoundly, uh, the power that comes from our consecration to Our Lady, our entrustment to her, and the stability in our own life that that can bring, uh, a stability that comes from the Mother of God, the Queen of Heaven, but also the stability that comes from the adoration of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. And we see the power of simply looking upon Jesus Christ, as we've said before, but we see it again at work today in the Gospel. As the Lord crosses over the Sea of Galilee here with his disciples, and he comes obviously into a region that is not Jewish, these people are looking after herds of swine, so this is not a Jewish area. And so this is on the northeastern shore of the coast of the Sea of Galilee. And he arrives there, and all it takes is for this possessed man to see Jesus, and the healing begins, right? He rushes to the feet of Jesus and falls down in worship, right? So the, the demons, as soon as they see Christ, just to see his presence and just to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus is what begins the healing process, the casting out of demons, the healing from illnesses. It is the power of the presence of Jesus Christ, and we see its effects uh, today in such a particular way. And eventually what happens to these demons is they end up condemning themselves and also suggesting that they get cast out into the swine. The Lord says nothing. The Lord doesn't pass a judgment on them. They pass judgment on themselves. So powerful is the presence of Jesus Christ that they come up with their own condemnation. They say, do not send us out of the country, send us rather into those swine. And he says, so be it, so be it. He simply affirms their own condemnation of themselves this powerful presence of Jesus that is able to restore, that is able to cast out, that is able to heal, and is able to do so much because it is the presence of God. And then what happens is, is that the people that come from that area, not, they are not immediately converted. And so what the Lord does is he leaves that man who was restored and healed, and he leaves him there so that he might bear testimony to the power of Jesus Christ. 
And so he leaves him there in love so that those who had not yet converted might convert in the future through this man's testimony. And so this man had an encounter with the presence of Jesus Christ and his whole life changed. Everything changed for him and we read about him now in the Gospels. And so also for us, the same opportunity is presented. The Lord is present here in the Blessed Sacrament. He is adored here perpetually and we are all able to come and spend time in his presence and be impacted by its power and allow the presence of Jesus Christ to cast out what should be cast out, to heal what should be healed, to restore what should be restored, and finally, to save us and lead us into eternal life. Amen.